Welcome to Prayer and Practice, musicians releasing musical gifts into the church. This podcast is meant to help those who serve in the worship ministry of their churches. And now your host, Kyle Lanier. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Prayer and Practice. My name is Kyle Lanier, and I am just incredibly excited to be with you on this journey, uh, as we uh, as we opened up last time, last in our last podcast, we started uh, looking at Galatians five verses nineteen through twenty three, and I began to introduce this idea of the, the or the concept rather of the fruits of the spirit, uh, and also shared uh, just some some thoughts about what I believe God is doing right now in 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 his kingdom here on the earth and so as we move into today's podcast we're going to talk about the first of those fruits of the spirit and that is love we're going to take a few minutes and define what what love is according to the bible we're going to also share jesus's approach towards his disciples and god's great love for us we're also going to talk about what love is not and what it is according to the bible so, with that being said, let's let's read our passage about the fruits of the Spirit from Galatians 5, verses 22 and 23. And here's what it says. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. Let's get started. So, to define the word love in the context of this passage, we're going to look here again at the original Greek of, of the New Testament. So when we define the word love in the, in the, the Greek as it's described here, that word is agape. And, and what it simply means is unconditional love. And so I just really want to say that in a, in a very practical way and say it love without conditions. Okay, so unconditional love is love without uh, condition. In other words, it, it's it, it's been described as the love a mother would have for a child, uh, a love that is affectionate or or benevolent, if you will. It's uh, it's love that gives, okay, love that is that is given with no expectation of receiving anything back. So just take a moment and let that just sort of you know marinate for a second. In the context of our passage here, Paul is writing to the church at, at Galatia to express the principles of a believer according to God's standard. Okay, so, so to parallel that, what we're going to do is we're going to look at Jesus sharing with his disciples during the Last Supper and his prayer for the disciples before his betrayal in the Garden of Gethsemane. So we're going to kind of parallel that with, with Paul's writing here to the church in Galatia. So in, in John 13... 34 through 35, it says this. This is Jesus speaking to his disciples. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another, even as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all men will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. Our next passage is John 15, 9 and 10. Just as the Father has loved me, I have also loved you. Abide in me, and abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. And here's John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this, that one lay down his life for his friends. 
And then our final passage here in John 17, 26. And I have made your name known to them. This is Jesus praying to God, talking about the disciples. And I have made your name known to them and will make it known so that the love with which you have loved me may be in them and I in them. So here, here's a few takeaways from, from these passages. So in, in John 13, 35, it, you know, we, we get this really wonderful passage um, you know, about, about Jesus saying that, that, people will, that people will know that we're his disciples by our love for one another. So for others to know who we are as followers of Jesus, first we must love each other. Okay, that's one of the first principles we need to understand about, about the love of God is that, you know, yeah, it's sometimes it's, it's easier to, to express or share love with someone who doesn't know the Father, but, but he's actually talking about us loving each other in that in that passage it's it's understanding that that we are family and that we are connected as brothers and sisters in Christ and that uh, others will know who he is because of our love towards our brothers and sisters in Christ now you know that that's that's astounding to think about because in our current society right now it's very easy to just simply say what we feel uh, in the moment or even share our opinion readily uh, and, and even create arguments and dissensions and things of that nature. But if, if we're believers, if we're following Jesus, he said that the way that people who don't follow him are going to recognize him is by our love for one another. And that's, that's an incredible uh, you know, demonstration of love if we can love one another and walk with one another. Uh, you know, the, the other thing here, um, you know, as we've read through these passages is, you know, Jesus talks about abiding in the love of Jesus. And, and abide simply means to wait or endure without yielding. Okay. And, and it's also a verb. That means abiding, that, that whole waiting process or enduring without yielding is it's, it's a verb. It's an action that we take. So to abide, Jesus says we need to keep his commandments. And, and, and what are those? So we're going to take a look here at uh, Matthew 22, 37 through 39 to kind of give us that, uh, that, that passage and share what God says in his commandments. Now, these are the, you know, taken from the, uh, the commandments uh, in the Old Testament that Moses was given. And so, you know, Jesus is, is even saying, hey, these, these are still applicable today. So if you've got your Bible, you can go ahead and go to Matthew 22, and we're going to read verses 37 through 39. And I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible, and here's what it says. And he said to them, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and foremost commandment. And then Jesus also goes on to say this, the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. So what, what does it mean to abide, you know, uh, and, and keep Jesus's commandments? Number one, love God with all your heart, soul, and mind. So that's on us. It's our responsibility to, to love God, to love him with our heart, you know, with, with what we're passionate about, with our actions, um, with our soul, the very fiber of our being. Okay, the, the, the thing that, that gives us life, we, we love him there. And we also love him in our mind and take captive every thought that, uh, you know, that, that's not submitted before him. You know, we love him with what we think about uh, and, and what we process. 
So that's, that's one of the first ways that we abide is by keeping that commandment to love God in those three ways. Uh, the second is to love your neighbor as yourself. Wow. So to abide in Jesus and keep his commandments, to, to endure without yielding, to wait on him, uh, and, and to really reflect love, it, we have to love our neighbor as ourself. You know, and there's a lot of practical ways that we can, we can demonstrate love to our neighbor if we're considering our neighbor uh, as we would love ourself. You know, that, that's, a, that's a pretty major way to think about expressing love is, is how, would you, how would you take care of yourself in regard to your neighbor, your brother or sister? You know, uh, when, I, when I think about, you know, this passage in, in John 15, 13, greater love has no one than this than lay down his life for his friends. Love puts others before ourselves okay so when we're truly expressing the love of god we will put others before we put ourselves in that equation okay we can have the love of god in our life because jesus can be in our lives all right so the only true way we're going to express genuine heartfelt love is to have the love of christ in in our lives and to demonstrate that so here's something you, need, you also need to know about the love of God, okay? And this is one of my favorite passages from Romans chapter 8, verses 35 through 39. And here's, here's what it says. It says, Who will separate us from the love of Christ? Will tribulation or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword? Just as it is written, for your sake we are being put to death all day long. We were considered as sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Let me say this, nothing, and I mean nothing, can separate us from the love of God. We can experience all of these things listed, and his love for us is still ever-present and extended toward us. It really doesn't matter, you know, what, what you're walking through. While, while the difficulty of that is very present, the love of God is, is even more present in that situation. Did you hear what he said back in, in verse 37? But in all these things, we overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. So, you know, another other translations says that we are more than conquerors because of his, his great love for us. Are you, are you conquering or are you more than conquering? Think about that. You don't just win. You win big when you abide in the love of Christ. And that's the idea that we need to understand about God's love. You know, we're, we're beginning to define and unpack this idea of love by looking at it through the scope of how God loves us. Through all of those things, God's love for us is ever present. He is with us. He never leaves us. He never forsakes us. It doesn't matter if it's tribulation or persecution or sword or, uh, you know, or, or all of these things. There is nothing that can separate us from the love of God. And as we understand this quality of Jesus, we need to understand that he desires for this quality to be expressed through our life. So as, as we, we dive into that passage in, in Romans, that really wonderful passage in Romans 8 about the love of God, it becomes very evident how much God loves us, especially the more we read his word and listen to his word. It also becomes very evident that 
you know, while he shows us how he loves us as his creation, that's how he also feels about all of his creation and that he desires for us to demonstrate that kind of love towards his creation. And so we're going to look at uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 1 through 8 and verse 13 to see what love is and what love is not. So this is verses 1 through 8 of 1 Corinthians chapter 13. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but do not have love, I have become a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and know all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not have love, I am nothing. And if I give all my possessions to feed the poor, and if I surrender my body to be burned, but do not have love, it profits me nothing. Love is patient. Love is kind and is not jealous. Love does not brag and is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly. It does not seek its own, is not provoked, does not take into account a wrong suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth, bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never fails. But if there are gifts of prophecy, they will be done away. If there are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. And now jumping to verse 13. But now faith, hope, love, abide these three. But the greatest of these is love. What a powerful passage of Scripture talking about the love of God. And so what I'd like to start with here after reading that is just simply talking about what love is not. Love is not jealous. It, it, doesn't, it doesn't, you know, envy for something else. Uh, love's also not, it's not boastful. It doesn't brag. It's not, it's not proud. It's, it's humble. Love is humble. It puts others before itself. Uh, and that goes right into to, it's not arrogant, okay? Um, it doesn't act unbecomingly, all right? And, and so when I think about that, that word unbecoming, um, you know, it, it just kind of like it, it's 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 putting people off almost intentionally, you know, uh, and, and that really kind of all goes back to that pride factor as well. Uh, love is also it's not self-seeking. It's not it's not trying to glorify itself. It's not provoked. And, and when we talk about being provoked, I mean, that's to the point of anger. All right. It's it's not begrudging. In other words, it doesn't take into account a wrong. So when somebody does you wrong. Um, you know, it, it, love overcomes that. That's, that's the idea is that, the, you know, love, love doesn't say, well, you did this to me and I just am going to hold that grudge to, you know. Um, love is not joyful in unrighteousness, okay? It, love does not uh, rejoice in unrighteousness, okay? Love is also not gifted or talented. Just because you're gifted or talented doesn't mean that you have the love of God. You might have the anointing, but you might not necessarily be flowing from the love. 
of God. And it, and it says that. It talks about spe- specifically prophecy and tongues and, and all of these things, all of these wonderful acts that I can do for people. But if I don't, if I don't start in love, I don't truly have it. So what, what is love? It's patient. Okay? There, there's a peacefulness with people who truly have the, the love of God in their heart. There's kindness. Love is kind. It considers others. All right. It, it, it looks to try to demonstrate, uh, you know, uh, an, an action that demonstrates kindness towards others. Love is joyful with truth. And what is truth? That's the word of God. And so love, love rejoices in truth. Love bears all things. Have you thought about that? That your ability to, to bear the burdens of others and your own burdens as well and to walk humbly through those and submit them to God, that's a demonstration of love. Love believes all things. Okay? And, and that's, that's, you know, having, having dreams and, 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 you know, just having faith. Um, it hopes all things. It endures all things. All three of those really stem from this posture of faith. Love and faith are very, very much connected. We have to have faith to know that God loves us. We also have to have faith to know that we can express the love of God. And so, you know, when God gives us that, that call or that purpose, you know, uh, to, to live for his kingdom, to live passionately for, for him and to walk this, this you know, this, this walk with him, this journey of life through with him, uh, it stems from love. Love never fails. That passage also said that. Love never fails. Uh, you know, other things may fail, but the love of God doesn't fail. It, it endures. It, it stays there. And, and it also says that of faith and hope and love, that love is the greatest quality of those three. It's wonderful to have faith. You absolutely need it. You have to have hope. But of the three, faith, hope, and love, love is the greatest. So... As, as I've, I begin to just kind of wrap up this, this episode, I just wanted to read 1 John 4, verses 7 through 11. And it, and it says this. This is really just talking about how God is love. It says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God. And everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. The one who does not love does not know God. For God is love. By this, the love of God was manifested in us, that God has sent his only begotten son into the world so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. So, so think about that. This passage really, while it's talking about, you know, the, the greatness, the great love God has for us and sending Jesus to die for us, to be, you know, to be our, our sacrifice for one, once and for all, to cover us with, with his blood that he shed on Calvary's cross. It's also talking about our ability to reflect love towards one another. And I just really want to speak to that because I feel like there has just been I just truly believe there has just been such uh, a, you know, if I, if I kind of describe it, it definitely is spiritual. 
Um, it's it's been this this uh, you know anti love spirit where we we are just arguing and and you know creating dissensions between one believer and another over over various things through this time. And we need to understand that if we're truly operating in the love of God, then we will have a genuine love for our brother and our sister. And I want to encourage you to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you in that way. That if 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 you know in any way there's not a measure of love for your brother for your, or your sister in Christ, then allow the Holy Spirit to heal that and to work in that relationship and bring restoration. Because, you know, we need to understand, like it says in verse 11, Beloved, if God so loved us, and, when, and it's talking about that, it's talking about how he sent his son to die for us. If he loved us that much, we also ought to love one another. So I just want to, to encourage you, let's love one another and show this world who our Jesus is because of our great love for one another. That's how we show him to the world. That's how they see something different about us is it begins and is rooted. Yes, it is rooted in our faith, but it comes from the love of God that that nothing can separate us from. And it's our ability to demonstrate that love and express it from one believer to the other and demonstrate that that type of love for one another because he demonstrates that to us. That is is what the unbelieving world needs to see more and more and more as we get closer to to his return ultimately and and we need to get that we need to get we need to repent where we need to repent we need to go love on our brother and sister at you know as the holy spirit leads us and ask for their forgiveness if need be and we need to create unity again starting in love because jesus loves us and he wants his people to love each other so again Let's love one another. Let's show our, this world who our Jesus is because of our great love for one another and for him. So let's pray. Lord, I thank you for every person listening to this podcast today. Jesus, help us to show the world who you are by teaching us how to love one another as you taught us to in your word. Thank you, Jesus, for loving us even when we're unlovable. And help us to extend the same type of grace and mercy and love to others so that through your example of kindness, they are led to repentance. Thank you for your word living in our lives. And it's in your name, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us in our, in our next episode. I'm going to be sharing about the second of the fruits of the Spirit, and that's joy. So if, you, if you'd like to connect more with me, feel free to email me at prayerandpractice at gmail.com. You can connect with me on Facebook or Instagram at prayerandpractice365. You can also find me on Anchor FM, my host platform, anchor.fm forward slash prayerandpractice. And if I can help you or your church in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out to me in any of those methods I just named. It would be just such an honor and privilege to walk with you in your own journeys as, as you worship the Lord. So bless you all as you pray and practice and release your musical gifts into your church. I'll see you on the next episode. You've been listening to Prayer and Practice. We hope you've been encouraged by what you've heard today. And remember, worship like you mean it. 